It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Whatever you do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Folks, your team oh. every day. Touchdown! You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet, and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how a reminder if you're having problems with your apple podcasts check us out on the odyssey app on spotify google podcasts wherever you find podcasts you will mostly find locked on packers except right now when apple is being dumb sorry that's just what's happening Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at the Peacock and Williamson Show. Get your picks, previews, and much more weekdays with the Peacock and Williamson Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Packers super fan and friend of the show, Nick Vile, is on the show today to talk about the Aaron Rodgers situation. Um, This was recorded before the Schefter interview on Dan Patrick that that sent Packers Twitter into an absolute frenzy and before you know James Jones came out and and said you know very optimistic things about uh, the situation with Green Bay uh, we didn't talk about the John Kuhn comments at you know, 70 to 75 percent we talked you and I listener and I talked about that stuff yesterday um but I, I think Nick voices a lot of the frustrations that fans are feeling and, and a lot of the, the support that fans are feeling. And, and uh, Rodgers is conflicted, clearly. And I, I think a lot of fans are as well. Let's talk about the Schefter stuff. Because I think, um, and I was guilty of this, I, I latched on to some of the, the comments that I saw on Twitter. Um, you know, he, he said, I, I, I don't think we know most of the story about what has made Aaron Rodgers mad. I think if you if you listen to what he's saying in context, it's basically, look, there are a lot of things that he's annoyed about, and we're just never going to know the whole story. And then he referenced the Tom Brady story. Do we really know the whole story with why Tom Brady left New England? No. Now, Dan pointed out, we know enough because we know enough to know that he left. He left when he got the chance. So we do know something. Now, What he has said, Adam Schefter, that this was not sourced by anyone in the Packers or from Aaron Rodgers. Okay, let's just set that bit of this aside, because whether you believe that or not, okay, what we know or what we're pretty sure about is that the reporting 
on Aaron Rodgers from Adam Schefter was sound. The Packers made multiple trips out to see Rodgers. That has been confirmed. Rodgers is extremely unhappy. That has been confirmed multiple times over. Now, the part of he's not coming back, uh, that is, I think, um, unless Schefter says, Rodgers told me he's done in Green Bay. It is it is mostly phrased as people think he's done in Green Bay. And Schefter goes out of his way to say he has told people within the organization that he is done, that he is gone. And other people have confirmed that Rodgers has, in fact, told people within the organization, told players within the organization. And I was told this is something Rodgers has done. Now, did people believe him? I don't know. It does seem unlikely that the whole league knew about this and has known about this for months or since last year and that, you know, uh, David Bakhtiari still signs his extension. Mercedes Lewis comes back to play with Aaron Rodgers, uh, that that Aaron Jones signs what, what you know, could have been a, a bigger deal somewhere else, signs in Green Bay for, for potentially less money. If everyone thinks, everyone assumes Rodgers is out. Okay. Now, that said, whether Adam Schefter is just covering his ass with with the the backpedal of like, oh, well, you know, this was not leaked to me. He said, look, this is an accumulation of information over a number of weeks. Okay. Okay. uh, Let's just take him at face value for now. Okay, you don't have to believe that. I don't know that I believe that, but you don't have to believe that to believe that the reporting behind it, the sourced part of it is true. And the reason you don't need to believe that to believe the source part of it is because everything else has been confirmed. So you don't need Adam Schefter's reporting to know the Packers are trying to fix the problem and that there is a problem and that Aaron Rodgers is real pissed. That's that's the crux of this. You know, everything else on some level is just semantics. So I understand we, we want to channel our frustration somewhere in these instances when we don't know what's going on. So you just want to let's just be mad at this person. Look, uh, do I think that this was handled perfectly by ESPN? No. Do I think it was handled perfectly by Adam Schefter? No. Do I think um, that he is telling us the whole truth about how this was sourced? I don't know. I don't know what to believe there. I, I, it, it, it beggars belief to me, but that doesn't mean that, that it's, it's not the truth. This is one way it, it could have happened. Okay. And the more I thought about it, the more it's like, oh, you know, that's, that's possible. Uh, so early in the day on Friday, Paul Allen, the radio voice of the Minnesota Vikings says the, the 49ers have offered the number three pick to the Packers for Aaron Rodgers. Bill Michaels, you know, a longtime radio host in Wisconsin, uh, latched onto this. He went a little viral for for saying that, and a lot of people dismissed it, myself included. Um, But you probably got a push notification on the ESPN app or the BR app or whatever, because this was this was a big deal. This is this had people talking, and then a few hours later, Adam Schefter is on is on ESPN saying, "This is over." It is certainly possible that, as Schefter said, 
There were weeks of accumulated reportings. He clearly knew already about the trips. He clearly knew already about the unhappiness. And the more plugged in people you talk to, the more they'll say, look, you know, this was this was common knowledge that he was not happy. Now, did everyone know that he was this unhappy? I don't think so. I think this is a lot of, oh, yeah, we had a first round grade on Tom Brady, too, because if everyone in the whole league knew that Aaron Rodgers was unhappy to this degree, they would have gotten a lot more phone calls about his availability instead of Carolina pushing for Deshaun Watson um, or Russell Wilson or Matthew Stafford. They're calling Green Bay. The only team before the last week to call Green Bay was L.A. When they were doing the Stafford deal, they called to just check in. And the Packers said, piss off. (laughs) I mean, it was a very short conversation by all accounts. Same thing with San Francisco. So the only two teams that called the Packers are the the guys, the coaches who have a pre-existing relationship with Matt LaFleur. Probably called to say, hey, what's the real and and LaFleur, we know from the Shanahan that this is what happened. And LaFleur said, Don't don't bother. We're not trading him. Don't waste your time. But the whole league would be calling. If everyone thought that there was a chance that they would trade Aaron Rodgers, the whole league would be calling. So I don't I don't buy that part of it. Everyone can say, Oh yeah, we know. We knew. We knew. Uh, we we've we've known for weeks. We've known forever. No. No. I just don't believe that. Now I think a lot of people suspected that he would be unhappy as soon as the Jordan Love pick was made. There are a lot of people in league circles, media people even, who are just like, this is going to piss off Aaron Rodgers. We knew that. We knew that. Now, was it was it going to have him force his way out? I don't know about that. But so if Adam Schefter is sitting there going, okay, the, the 49ers made a call. It seems like they made a call. John Lynch said they made a call. Brian Gutekind said he didn't talk to Lynch on Thursday, but the reporting and Lynch from himself said that that they called. So that call could have been on Wednesday. Schefter hinted at that, that they called. Okay. Shanahan, for his part, said they didn't call. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. Not the point. Shanahan knows if Schefter knows about this discontentment, knows about the back and forth with the Packers, then He's hearing, okay, the 49ers are, are, are trying to do this. They're trying to make this trade. If people know about that, then they have to know about why. They have to know why the 49ers are calling, and that is because Aaron Rodgers is unhappy. And if they know that, then that's going to get reported. And so I need to go with this now. I think that's a reasonable scenario. I really do. It's reasonable. Not do I think that's the most likely scenario? I find that hard to believe. I find that hard to believe. Now he insists the Packers didn't leak it and the and the Rodgers didn't leak it. Clearly he got input from the Packers. At some point he knew about the trips and knew about the frustration within the team. And he said on Dan Patrick No, Aaron Rodgers did not want this public. And so I actually think that's a good thing in all of this, that if Rodgers didn't want this public and the Packers clearly didn't want it public, they have no incentive to leak this, then they didn't want a a media squabble. 
I, I, that would be good. If that is true, that would be really good. And then Rodgers comes off far less disingenuous at the Kentucky Derby when he says to Mike Tirico, it's disappointing this came out. And if it's true, that's the third party leaks this, that you hope for the sake of, of congeniality in this case, that Rodgers doesn't assume that the Packers leaked it. And why would they, right? They, there's no incentive to do that. And the other part of this is the guys who have claimed to have talked to Rodgers, John Kuhn, A.J. Hawk, James Jones, they seem to be much more open to a solution here. And you, you listen to someone like Jason Wildey, who has a relationship with Rodgers, or Mike Silver, who has a relationship with Rodgers. They're, they're downplaying the, the severity. Now, there's issues and clearly there are issues, but, you know, Jason Willie thinks this is resolvable, that, that it's in fact more likely than not that it gets resolved. Mike Silver has has mostly leaned into Aaron Rodgers is annoyed for X, Y, Z reasons, but he hasn't leaned into the he's done, he's out, he wants to be traded. And in fact, a lot of people have gone out of their way to say he has, Adam Schefter included, have, have gone out of their way to say he has not requested a trade. So... There have been a lot of of layers to this, a lot of cycles to it. It would be nice to have QB1 come out and say, hey, look, you know, I'd love to be in Green Bay. I'd love to find a way to make that work. Um, Or to come out and say, look, I think it's time for me to move on. It would be useful for this situation to reach an expedient end. I think, frankly, the the longer it drags out before we hear from Rodgers, now, there are, there are, if you're a glass half full versus a glass half empty kind of person, you may have different feelings about this. But I think the longer that we go without hearing from Rodgers, the more we can believe that he is leaving the door open for a return. Because once he goes on record, then that's his stance and there's no walking it back. It, it is pretty clear to me that there have been a, there's been a lot of hedging in all of this. And that Rodgers would like to keep open the possibility that this does work out and that he has to walk this all back. And if he's keeping his options open to walk it back, then he's still keeping his options open about what his future is in Green Bay. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet online get all the latest news odds and info for all your sporting needs baseball the nba nhl fight night before the next pitch head over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news sign up bonuses and contest information and best of all right now just for being a locked on listener you can get a 50 percent deposit bonus that's right you put money in sign up put money in use the promo code locked on they will match that first deposit up to 50%. Today's episode is also brought to you by Nugenics. Get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text DRAFT to 231231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels to increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, now they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back in shape absolutely free. Just text DRAFT to 231231. That's DRAFT to 231231. 
All right, let's get to my conversation with our friend Nick Vile. You can follow him on Twitter at VileNicholas28. Nick, thanks for coming back on Locked on Packers. It's good to have you. Uh, Peter, always always good to be here. I wish it was uh, under better circumstances, <laughs> but uh, here we are. Here we are. Yeah, I think that is the mantra of the Green Bay Packers right now. I wish there were better circumstances, but here we are. Yeah. Well, let's go back to Thursday. The news comes across DSPN. Did you get a text alert? Did Were you watching the draft coverage? Uh, well, actually, it, interestingly enough, I got a text message from a, a, a friend of mine, actually, a, a, the guy who runs The Bachelor, one of the head producers. He's a big Buffalo Bills fan, so we... We talk sports a lot, and um, he sent me a, uh, a Bill Michaels, actually, a Bill Michaels tweet, mm. and I, it was surprising that he knew, like, I don't know if he followed it, but he's basically said, reported, he reported the first one about someone else reporting that the San Francisco Niners, like, offered the Packers a trade or something, and right. I just, like, laughed it off, like, that's, you know, stupid, that's ridiculous, sometimes Bill Michaels... Says some crazy stuff out there. <laughs> and um, and I just like was like, oh, like draft day, like silly rumors. And then I think it was like two hours later, all of a sudden it was like, wait. And then I think Shefty, Adam Schefter tweeted something. And like, you know, obviously he has um, credibility in the sense that he doesn't always get it right. But when he tweets something, you got to start paying attention to it. And then it just kind of snowballed. And by the time the draft started, it was it was uh, all anyone was talking about. So, yeah. Obviously, the the initial, you know, the Bill Michaels tweet, whatever. I, I I ignored that. I was just like, okay, that's whatever, that's nonsense. Um, but then you're right. Adam Schefter tweets it, and and that changes everything about how we're viewing this. This is now the the Schefter tweet is Rogers is done. He's out. He's he's yeah. I, yeah I, I at that point I was still like, and I I think I'm still there. If you like put a uh, you know a gun to my head right now, I'm. You know, I'm I'm kind of on in Homer's camp. I see him tweeting. It's like I'm still like 98 percent sure he's going to be under center for the Green Bay Packers uh, come come fall. But you know, we are talking about Aaron Rodgers here, and I think there's, you know, this is a he's a he's a unique guy, and uh, with that comes a lot of things that we've benefited from as a quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. And I think in this situation, it, it makes things a little bit more unpredictable. What do you mean by that? Well, I mean he's. You know, I, I just want to point out before I say anything, how much I appreciate Aaron Rodgers as the Green Bay Packers <laughs> quarterback and how much I do appreciate as a fan of the Green Bay Packers, how he has been so fun to, to watch. And and uh, I really I really think, you know, I even sent him a DM after the season that he he read it or, or cared or anything. But it was just like, hey, man, like, thanks for the great season. That was awesome. That was a lot of fun. It's been fun to watch you. And uh, I don't know whenever it's going to come to end, but but thanks. But, um, you know, I became a Packer fan uh, when Brett Favre, you know, started being the Green Bay Packers. And he was my hero, man. Like, I, I it was like, you know, I, I listened to my dad, you know, when I became a Green Bay Packer fan, you know, telling me, like, just how special it was to have Brett Favre. You know, what it was like, you know, and how it was for years we didn't have someone like Brett Favre. And so I love the guy. And. When we drafted Aaron Rodgers, you know, I remember, and we've talked about this, mm -hmm. I was like, I liked the pick, you know, Favre was kind of holding the, hand, the franchise hostage. And, you know, these are two very different scenarios. There's some similarities, but different scenarios. But my point of bringing this up was it got to a point where 
as much as I love Brett Favre, like I had Aaron Rodgers back when the franchise had Aaron Rodgers back, right? Like, right. And I know a lot of Green Bay Packer fans were, you know, kind of what they were now, right? Kind of a house divided a little bit. And, but I just remember being like, you know what? This guy deserves my, you know, um, support in a sense. You know, I want, I was there for Favre and he's done everything right. And, you know, you fast forward 16 years and it's just like, man, like, there's just, it just seems a bit off this, this approach. And I get that, you know, Rogers has every right to think of a life outside of football. He has every right to be upset. I understand, but like some things just don't seem to, there seems to be some hypocrisy going on here. And I, I don't know what it's like to be in his shoes, but some of the things that's coming out there, I'm, I'm having a hard time digesting how he's handled the situation, I think, you know, I, I, Andrew Brandt mentioned this is very much kind of a relationship situation. We're talking about relationships and I get that, you know, maybe the, the, the front office hasn't done it perfectly. But, you know, what is he really asking? I think that's the big question. And it's unclear because Rogers hasn't spoken. Like, what it, what do you want? Right. Anything like I would love to know in a perfect world is if I could talk to if I could ask him one question and that would be. Let's say Bob Harlan shows up, right? Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, by the way, hey, I didn't tell anyone, but I'm actually still kind of in charge, but I right. don't really do anything. <laughs> and hey, Aaron, I'm just calling you up. I know I've been, I've, I've been, I've been golfing, whatever. But like, if I'll, what, do, what do you want? I'll make it happen, and I can guarantee you, whatever it is, uh, Packer Nation will be 100 percent behind you. Like, I want to know what that is. Is that is that fire Goody? Is it fire Lafleur? Is it fire everyone? Is it is it is it having total control? Like, I want to know what, like, what are his demands that will make him happy to stay with the Green Bay Packers? Because it seems unclear. I feel like there's only two possible villains uh, in this scenario from Green Bay Packers perspective. And I think one is Aaron Rodgers. And I think people realize that uh, in terms of like, uh, there's been some frustration. But I think the other one people aren't talking about, it's not Gutekunst. It's Mark Murphy. Mm. You know, like, Green Bay Packer fans have gotten used to this setup of like, you know, Bob Harlan came in and said, I, you know what, you know what I know? I know, I know that I don't know football. So I'm going to hire a GM and I'm going to put him in charge of football operations. And that worked for the franchise minus like a little blip in the radar with, uh, uh Mike Sherman. Thank you. And, and that was kind of like, you know, people around the league talked about this. This is how the Green Bay way, so to speak. And yeah. then, all of a sudden, Ted Thompson like you know retires, and Mike Murphy's like, "Hey, we're 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 doing it differently." And it was still kind of unclear, right? It was like, "Well, what does this mean?" We have Gutekinds; he's the GM. He's like he's in charge of the football decisions, but oh wait, Russ Ball's there, and while he's not necessarily in charge of the, the roster, like he's doing contract negotiations, and like you know, it's it's kind of unclear. But like Mark Murphy made it perfectly clear that at the end of the day, the buck stops with him, right? Right. And he also mentioned these silos, like these lack of communication between like the coaching and the front office and the GM. And all right, so like you're the silos he created, by the way, because yeah, he changed the front office structure to make sure that the coach reported to him and the GM reported to him, unlike the way it was it was done with Mike McCarthy and Ted Thompson. Correct, correct. But he also was saying how this is somehow going to be better. It's going to create further communication. He will be able to kind of head off any potential conflict and drama. It's like okay, so you hire Gudikins to be the GM and build a roster. So as far as I'm concerned, Gutekinds is doing his job. His job is, according to Mark Murphy, is not to like please Aaron Rodgers. It's to, it's to build the best roster. And Mark Murphy, according to Mark Murphy from my, is to like, let me, let me deal with the politics of it. Let me deal with the relationships. You build a roster 
and and it's on me, buddy. I'll talk to Aaron, so to speak. That's the impression I have. How is this all falling on Goody? It's his job to think of and draft a quarterback. It's you know, like it's his job to cut Jordy Nelson, even though like Packer Nation's gonna be like, oh man, I love Jordy. I don't want to see him go. Does he have a year left? Can't we just like have him on? He's like, no, it's time to go. And then you know what? He goes to the Raiders and he retires a year later. These are the tough decisions that we need a GM to to do so that we have a competitive team year after year. And I get why Aaron Rodgers is mad. And I understand, like, I would like, I wouldn't want to see my friends leave. I, I get it. But at the end of the day, what are we, what are we asking? Do we want Aaron Rodgers building this roster? I, I don't, you know, and I do think we're talking about a complicated guy. And I, I think we have to like, his relationships are complicated. His relationship with his family is complicated. Yeah. Like this is, yeah, he for all accounts, and I don't want to get into his personal life, but he he doesn't talk to his parents. Like that's a that's an extreme thing to do. And so like maybe we are dealing with a guy like once he decides he's done, he's done. And I think yeah. the Packer, I think I do think the front office needs to like take that into account. Like maybe cooler heads will prevail, but like maybe not. And at this point, you know, uh, I I just I just what I have a hard time wondering is. I, I, I don't know Aaron Rodgers, but he believes in his legacy, it seems like, right? Yeah, and well, he, I, sa- and- he said that a lot, but I think I think part of the reason why you're you're struggling with this, why I'm struggling with this, why, why a lot of Packer fans are struggling with this is they've listened to the words that Aaron has said over the years about caring about his legacy, about not wanting to be Brett Favre 2.0 yeah. and force his way out. And now it seems like, okay, was that just easy to say then and now you're in the situation where it just was untenable uh, or are we supposed to not believe those things? I mean, that makes it really difficult. You're, you're sort of the perfect person to have on for this because um, your your day job is to talk about relationships and it's something that that you do a lot. And, and this is something that's interesting because the metaphor that was given to me was this is like a couple where one one side wants to go to counseling and the other side doesn't. And so what do you do in that relationship? What do you do in that situation? And unfortunately, I think if you were if you had a buddy who was dating someone and one side wanted to go to counseling and the other side didn't, you just say, "Okay, that relationship's over. I I say this all the time on my podcast. You can only do 100 percent of your half. That's right. It. right. You know, if you if you can't do if you're doing like the, you know, 100 percent of your half and you're trying to pull weight for your partner who's like kind of like doesn't want to go to therapy or doesn't want to like do the do the do the work like that's that's not going to work, man. That's just, you know, that's a house that looks like this and it's just like it's just built wrong. So, yeah, like if he's refusing, there's there's, there's no relationship to, to work on. But to that point, like you said, like what, what can we just talk about like Aaron Rodgers the past 12 months? In this like Zen yogi kind of mantra, it's like it's all good, man. I only got to focus on what I can control and blah blah. It's like n- apparently not. I'm, I'm, yeah. I am, as a fan, I am, I am tired of this passive aggressive Rogers, who like is somehow is he like trying to outsmart the fans or is it is he being coy on purpose? Like he's a very deliberate man who chooses his words carefully and he spent all season talking about like, it's all good, man. What's frustrating as a Packer fan, you know, you and I, and you and I talked about this, like he handled, they drafted Jordan love and the media lost their mind. Right. We, Mm -hmm. we, we they're making up all these narratives and Aaron Rodgers is like, Hey man, honestly, I just had some whiskey, three fingers. As they say, I sat back and I, you know, yeah, 
whatever, maybe I was a little miffed, but I just realized it's a business and I'm just gonna focus what I can control. And the guy went out and, and won MVP and was awesome. Like, awesome. He was amazing. And I was just like, I gained so much more, res- like so much mad respect for him for just like, you know what he did? He won and he pr- he made it, he, he was like, I, you know what, challenge accepted, I'm gonna go out and win an MVP and I'm gonna like make you really question if you're really to mo- ready to move on from me. And he did that and it like it's like he ruined that all. Like, it's like, what was the point, man? I, I don't, it's frustrating. And question for you, do you think he's doing this if Tom Brady doesn't win the Super Bowl? No. I, I think the fact that not only was it Tom Brady that beat the Packers, but that they went out and won the Super Bowl, that that, that makes him go, well, I could do this. Yeah. Why, and- why am I not getting the same sort of respect within, that, within my organization that I have 16 years of sweat equity in? Tom Brady goes to Tampa Bay and they immediately just say, whatever you want, Mr. Brady. Like, there's no question this is playing a role. Yeah, that's, I agree. And I'll tell you what, you're not Tom Brady, Aaron. Like, well, I, and I hate I hate to say this. And like, and I say that painfully because every time Tom, every time Tom Brady goes to the Super Bowl since Aaron Rodgers has been the quarterback, I root against Tom Brady. Why? Because I don't want Tom Brady to win more Super Bowls than my quarterback. Mm-hmm. I want my quarterback to mm-hmm. be in the conversation of greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm rooting for you, Aaron, when Tom Brady goes to the Super Bowl. So it pains me to say, but like. Tom Brady is focused on football and I don't know what it is. I guarantee like, yes, he seems like the guy gets lucky sometimes, but the guy is a leader and he's like, he has earned that currency. He's won six Super Bowl. He's been to like four more. Like Aaron, you've been to one Super Bowl. Like, but if, if Rodgers had been in that same situation and he goes to Tampa, they give him whatever he wants, right? Probably. Maybe. Yes. You're, you're probably right. But in terms of like, I, I, to me, it's just like a, from a fan point of view, he talks so much about legacy, you know, New England, they all like, they had Tom's back because it was like, Hey, thanks for six Super Bowls, man. Thanks for, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and we and for, know that and for taking less money and taking less money and being a team player and, Oh, and never being passive aggressive and dealing with, well, maybe the greatest coach of all time, probably the biggest dick coach of all time mm-hmm. too. You know, like talk about weapons that Tom didn't have. Like, yeah, he had Randy Moss for a couple seasons and he they had never like, won. some players. And like Aaron Rodgers, you put his receivers and his offensive talent around him, including offensive line up against Tom's. And like, it's not even close how much more talent Aaron Rodgers has had. So I, I just think that like, yeah, like you want to be Tom, but like you haven't accomplished what he's accomplished and you haven't done for the franchise. Like what Tom has, you just have it. And I, you know what? Get your money, Aaron. Like, be, like, I'm not asking you to take an undermarket contract. Like, I'm not asking you to do that. And, I'm, and I, I get that you want your friends to be there. But, like, all of a sudden, you're, you're overplaying your hand from a, from a fan's point of view. And I'm just a fan. To me, you're overplaying your hand. And you, like, you ruined some goodwill. I think you worked really hard to get. And we were all, we, like, a lot of us had your back when, when, uh, when Brett Favre was doing what Brett Favre was doing. And it's yeah. just like, what? Really? Like, you're just. And I have a, like. Now we have Devonte Adams passive aggressively tweeting and like, make no mistake, Aaron Rodgers is the leader of that of that locker room. And when your leader, your general, when he starts saying, "Me and what about me?" Like, what do you think his lieutenants are going to start focusing yeah. on? Attitude reflects leadership. Yeah. So like, this could all really blow up. We got a Super Bowl roster team, and like, I'm sorry, but like, it's it's it, there's only two villains out of this scenario for me. Like I said, it's either going to be Aaron Rodgers and or Mark Murphy. 
and unfortunately, want- it seems like it seems like there are shades of of villainy on both sides. You said something. Uh, you tweeted something, and I, I, I was trying to find the tweet, but I couldn't remember the exact wording. You said something about, you know, I cheer for the team, not the player. Yeah, yeah. It, just just expound on that for me. Well, I mean, again, I'm a Packer fan, right? And uh, I think yeah, every sport's different. I think it's you know, if you look at kind of the social dynamics of it. You know, it's a 53-man team. They they were they were helmets. So there's a less intimate relationship with the player than say basketball. Where you got five right. on the court and you see them. It just, I think that that affects the brain. But um, so it's easier to root for the team. And either way, like I'm just I'm a Packer fan, and I, I want to if and I, I, context matters so much. You know, like I rooted against Brett Favre when he, for from my point of view at the time, like betrayed Packer fans and made it about him and, and went to the Vikings to beat the Packers. Right. Man, I, I, I rooted against him. I did not wish for his success. And I'm, I'm, I'm cool with Brett, you know, not personally, but like as a fan, like, and yeah, and I, I respect Aaron Rodgers to take care of Aaron Rodgers and I get it. And he's a human. And I, I, and I try to always uh, empathize with like his situation and I have an ego too. And I understand Aaron has an ego and you want to feel validated. But at the end of the day, like, like what are you what are you doing? Is this really going to be worth it in five years? And also like yeah, maybe you can go to Denver and win a Super Bowl, but like you're definitely going to win a Super Bowl with the Packers next year, man. Like, is there a better opportunity for you with the offense you're running? I don't and, know. And the answer the answer to that is just no. Just like no. objectively and materially, the answer to that is no. That's that is why I have said from the start that I think this this gets resolved because I, it just I, I think, again, Rogers cares enough about his legacy that he can still walk all this back. He can still say, look, the media because yeah. he did it last year. He went on Pat McAfee's show and said the media, all they do is clickbait and and it's all for clicks. He can just say, yeah. look, the, the media, they, they spun this out of control. This was a this was just, you know, a, a player in a team, et cetera, et cetera. Like he can still walk this back. Let me ask you, if he does that, are you OK with that? I mean, what uh, what does okay mean? Do I do I think that 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 is like that? Has he saved face you, in my mind? Do you, yeah. Do you I, believe him? I, no, no. And and at what point does he? Have, I believe like, the reporting. D- the reporting if, yeah, is but, is that he's really pissed and he's he's so mad and it's like, well, no, actually, he wouldn't be willing to sit out the season. And so his stance is, has sort of started. It's inching, you know, back into range here. So, yeah, I mean, it's, and it's it's not dying. You know, every day. I don't know if how about you, but I was like, this will die down on Thursday or Friday, this Saturday or 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 Sunday. No, every day there's something. New. And it's more and more. <laughs> and now he's like Devonte tweets something and he likes it. And Aaron Rodgers knew people would notice him liking it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And well, and Devonte knew people would be whipped into a frenzy just tweeting something. Yeah, and like I, you know, listen, I, I am worried about Devonte. The guy, you know, we all assume he's gonna resign. And I understand that, like, you know, Packers can franchise him, and but like, I, I don't. And also, not to mention another thing to to consider, like, what if Devonte? Okay, he's like, I, I don't want to play for the Packers either. Like, in no world are we gonna be able to trade him to the same team. So good luck with that, you two, if you want to play together. Your best opportunity right. to play with each other is is on the Green Bay Packers. So like, what are you guys trying to accomplish? And, and tweeting passive aggressive stuff and liking it is, is, is not good for the locker room. And like, 
and at this point, are they winning the minds in public opinion? I, I don't think so. It looks kind of petty. It doesn't. Talking- it doesn't seem like it's right away Thursday. The public opinion was, yeah, the Packers really screwed this up, and that was you know all NFL Live was right on. It's it's uh, you know Mina Kimes and Dan Orlovsky and all those people talking about how the you know this is this is such a big screw up, and then the more stuff that comes out, it's like. Mm, I don't I don't know. Like, yeah. it, it seems like fans, have, the, the tide has turned from fans. And and that's my Twitter timeline says that Rob Domofsky reported last night. Aaron Rodgers did a Berkshire automotive commercial at a, the triple A baseball game in Appleton and got booed. Yeah, I, I, I believe it. Right. And like, I, I, I don't know what it's like to be a player. And I understand like fans and all, all that. And but if. You got to understand the business. I understand feelings are hurt sometimes. I, I I get it. And you don't have to like it. You don't like, you know, talking about relationships. It's not about whether you get upset or not. It's about how you like manage your feelings and like, and how you deal with your frustration. And I don't think Aaron Rodgers and or Devonte Adams doing it this way is productive and like not to be harsh on them, but like, listen, if you if you want to start having a strong opinion about the ro- uh, roster before you do that, do your job. Right. And again, like I'm not a, and, and Aaron and Dante Adams is the best receiver uh, in the NFL, but like catch touchdown passes in the NFC championship game and don't cost a team four points. If you're going to start like passive aggressively tweeting, if you're Aaron Rodgers, don't complain about not having first round ride receivers. And I'm not saying he is, but like your first round cornerback made a, a bunch of plays to give you the ball back down five and you know what? Like you and I get it. And I'm not blaming you for the loss either, but I'm just saying like, like do these other players, because you have a say, are they getting you there? Like do your job first. And when you start like not making mistakes in big games, then like have a say. It is a situation that is not going away. It is a situation that I don't know that it's getting worse, but I think the fan reaction so far is that it's getting worse. Nick, this was great. Um, I appreciate the time. Uh, I know that that you are about to be on vacation. I think by the time people listen to this, you will not be in the country. So um, thanks for letting me vent, Peter. (laughs) Absolutely. Anytime. That's what we're here for. Um, Let my listeners know where they can find everything that, that you're doing. Uh, you can follow me at uh, uh, Nick Vile on Instagram, Vile Files, anywhere you listen to podcasts, and uh, Vile Nicholas 28, and I'll, I'll be sure to, to share this on my stuff. All right, I want to thank Nick again for being on the show. Always great to get his perspective. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Built Bar is always cycling in new flavors, all covered in 100% chocolate. They've got nine base flavors, and then they're always throwing it in these limited time flavors. So when you see that new one hit, you have to make sure that you jump on. When that coconut brownie hits... When the cookies and cream hits, you got to go get it or it will be gone. These things are the absolute goods, low calorie, low sugar, high fiber, high protein, and yet they taste like a legit for real candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. David Harrison here, the Locked on Washington football team podcast, celebrating with you a 21 grain salute to a less boring sandwich. Thanks to Dave's killer 
bread. I don't know about you guys, but when I eat pizza, I eat it for the toppings, not the crust. And when I eat a sandwich, it's for what's inside the bread, not for the bread. But when I throw a sandwich on 21 whole grains and seeds, thin sliced bread from Dave's Killer Bread, it is the epitome of addition by subtraction. That thin sliced bread lets me focus on what's inside the sandwich, but also adds to the sandwich with killer taste, killer texture, killer nutrition, a subtle sweetness, and a seed-coated crust. Dave's Killer Bread is America's number one organic bread bread for a reason it tastes so stinking good dave's killer bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-gmo ingredients and is power packed with whole grains fiber and protein visit daveskillerbread.com to learn more and look for dave's killer bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store all right we're gonna be back next week we have Amari Rogers, receivers coach from Clemson, is going to be on the show to talk about uh, a different A. Rogers, um, a guy that that is just an absolute legend at Clemson, one of the best people. He said that that he has been around in his time at Clemson. So, uh, going to be a really great conversation there. Today's episode is brought to you by my show, Locked On Today. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. The biggest stories in sports in under 20 minutes. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Still doing that. And Amari Rogers will be our first rookie orientation series. But I'm going to keep bringing on guests to talk about this draft class. We've got Brandon Thorne, offensive line guru, going to be on the show in a couple weeks. He's on vacation right now. Good for him. He deserves it. He busted his ass during draft season. So we've got a lot of great content coming up here. Not all of it is going to be Aaron Rodgers related. I absolutely promise you that. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, the all-new Odyssey app, the app is great. It's streamlined. It's easy to use. Go check it out. And guess what? The feeds are working. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked On Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920-341-3775 to stay Locked On Packers.